I have the giggles. I have the giggles now. Um, I need to calm Welcome down. to the giggles. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I need to not get on like a laughing fit before we start this. But anyway, this is part two of what we were talking about earlier. We don't have a name. It's funny because yet. like a lot of podcasts, you have to forward through like commercials or like <laughs> ads or whatever. And for us, you just have to forward through us being an idiot. <laughs> Well, Our you know first I mean? three minutes, they are absolute f-tards. So we'll forward through that. Like, please send these ladies help for the first like couple of minutes. Like, are they okay? <laughs> are they unwell? No, that's the entire podcast. <laughs> the whole podcast is are those questions. <laughs> those are, are the underlying them? questions of the entire podcast. Just the comments are like pure concern. Like they don't even like comment on like the comments. Are they unwell? <laughs> and here we go again. I mean <laughs> Welcome back, kids. We're going off into the wilderness about going off into the wilderness. I love it. We're um, going on a ride. As per usual. Just, just a tiny side note and then we'll jump back in. But I just realized that I did the whole like that goofy weirdo intro for part one and people aren't gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. They don't know that song. <laughs> yeah probably not i was like Can't it's unlikely off. i mean maybe they viewed your story like a year and a half ago but <laughs> probably not the most likely can't trust thoughts <laughs> you know our two viewers our two listeners <laughs> to this podcast may not be aware of that the 2.5 people who faithfully tune in every week <laughs> Or every month, actually. We only make one, like, once a month. <laughs> oh, God. It's just They're like, too good. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And, like, the house <laughs> person is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> God, I love it. I love it to death. I, I love know. it to absolute death. It's so fun. I have way too much fun doing this. It's, like, a highlight of my month or however long we do it. I love how we do it, like... We do it, like, once every month, and then sometimes we'll do it, like, two weeks in a row, and then, like, two months will go by. We'll be like, oh, do you want to do a podcast? Oh, yeah. Should we do it tonight? Uh, yeah, let's do it tonight. And then we, like, pick the topic, like, an hour before. We're like, should we talk about this? Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. No notes. The answer is yes. Literally no notes. I've never done notes. Through the whole thing. It's you know fine. What? We love this. Just but... wing it. Wing, wing it is the it. name of the game. I love it. All right, Stop. it's your Stop. turn. You gotta, you gotta like expand upon our last podcast because I guess this is a part two. So yeah, well, that's all like you, was, girl. Yeah, honestly, I feel like there was just more to say because you were right in the middle of saying something really cool. So you were talking about like what it feels like to be <clears throat> like after someone like prophesies over you or like just like being in the prophetic. You were talking about how like all you can really do when that's like happening or like after it's happened is literally just, like, lean back and, like, just, like, lay back, and it feels like you were being, and it, we kind of had to cut it, like, when you were explaining that feeling, and what came to mind for me was, like, radically, like, I think I said it, like, radically held, like, where you're just, like, completely, like, almost just, like, your whole body, mind, soul, everything is just, like, in a, like, a cocoon, like, like a swaddle kind of thing, you know, like where you're just like, oh my gosh, yes. like so supported. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and this is what that reminds me of is so I love this podcast that I listen to. It's called Company of Burning Hearts, 
and I wouldn't recommend to I wouldn't recommend it to almost anyone <laughs> because <laughs> it is a very weird, bizarre, mystic Christian podcast. Hmm. So unless you are a very um, intense uh, lover of the mystic realm and or Jesus, you're probably not going to be a fan. But anyways, I'm into it. I love it. And one of the things Justin Paul Abraham says on that podcast a lot is the fact that this is a realm that you do not experience with your mind. It's a realm that you've experienced with your senses. So that whole experience of just like laying back, opening your heart and feeling, that is the characteristic of of the love realm, of the realm of what I would call Jesus. Uh, where you're known, loved, held, and not just all of those things, but a lot of times even spoken to. Uh, spoken to about the future, about your life, about all kinds of mystery. Like, for me, it's like mysteries a lot. Like, I love mysteries, so that's what I feel like I access there. It's a lot of mysteries. And it's a realm of the senses. It's not a realm of the mind. And so it is... It is something where you you don't think your way there. You feel your way there. It's like the Barbie movie, which I haven't seen yet. Literally me just like, close your eyes, now feel. feel. Yeah, That's I really it. was thinking That's that. The thing. When you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh. I keep having that audio. And then that song, like, what was I made for? Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. What a haunting, beautiful song. Just about yes. feeling. Like, I've never seen the movie either yet. Like, I'm so bad at watching movies. I will watch, like, old ones and stuff, but, like, I am really bad at, like, going to the theater. I just don't make time. But, Me too. Um, and I want to. Like, I totally want to. I just, like, don't do it. I don't know. But um, love that. I love, like, the differentiation between you can know things all day long, but unless you're tapping into something that's relatable, because, like, people are not always going to relate to knowledge, but people can always relate to emotion. Like, emotion is something we all have. We may not always have the same knowledge Mm -hmm. or experiences, but we all have the same emotions in different forms, in different variations, in different levels. You know what I mean? And so, like, when you share something from your heart, people know. Like, I think people really understand when you're being genuine and when you're like, hey, like, you know, like, it was like this. And if you happen to have the words for it or they're there with you while you're experiencing something, it's like something happens where it just like opens you up and it's just like a different realm. It really feels like. Yeah. And you use the word, you use the word haunting, which is actually a word that I really resonate with. And this whole, what's the word? Maybe like the word is journey for me or this whole experience slash journey slash um curi like intense I have an intense curiosity about this stuff to the point where I don't limit myself to even Christianity like I actually open myself up to all realms of thought because my curiosity is so wildly intense and um I actually think it's actually driven by love because I just like I am I have a wild intensity about about this. And I actually don't think a lot of people even know the intensity with which I have. Like, with this concept, idea, slash, like, um, 
uh, like mystery because I, it fascinates me to a degree that nothing else does. And I love that you use the word haunting because that's a word that actually really resonates with me very deeply. And like throughout this whole learning experience slash journey slash curiosity, I've, I've been exploring different ideas of like, is this just my experience? Is this an experience everyone is meant to have? Is this an experience everyone wants to have? Is this an experience everyone wants to have and they just don't know it? Is this an experience that I personally just have such an intense passion slash longing for? But haunting has always been a word that has really met me. And I remember uh, Jonathan Martin, he's a writer that I really like. He used that early on. I think when I was in high school, he would he would write like stuff about like um, this haunting love. And I resonated with that was so much that there was like there was this love that was after you far more than you were like ever after it. And, um, and I love that he used, um, I think I like the words like, uh, irreverent, he used somewhat irreverent words at the time because he was like kind of in the Christian realm and he was using language and stuff that wasn't quite totally accepted, but it resonated with me on a really deep, uh, on a really deep level, like, I felt haunted by this love. Like, I felt like there was a ghost of love that was, like, after me. Like that like that uh, phrase, hound of heaven, that was after me. Like, obsessed with me. And I have an, I had, like, an obsession with this, like, love slash curiosity slash mystery mystery realm Mm. and it always went deeper like so much deeper than the religion than I had known thus for like thus far and even to this day it goes so much deeper than I have known Christianity to be thus far yeah It, it just runs on a deeper level than most stuff that I have seen articulated Mm. so and and that is why it's so intriguing and fascinating and beautiful and uh worthy of of like wild stupid obsession to me because it it does run beyond this fundamental and it runs beyond language it runs beyond so many things that I know it trained. And that is why it's so so wild and fun and cool and just and like lovely. Ugh, I love that. Like it's it's transcendental. Like you just can't like it's not something that you can contain, explain anything. Like you can't even like control when it happens. Like that's actually yes. part of the beauty. It's not like something that you can like put in a form that is like shareable unless the person wants to go there themselves. It kind of is going back to like yeah. what you said in part one, the person has to go on an individual journey to meet 
this part of themselves and yeah the the part of god the part of spirit you know whatever you want to call god um, right like it's really stunning when people and to answer your kind of metaphorical questions that you were kind of throwing out earlier about you know can everybody have this does everybody want this uh does everybody not even know that they want this i think that i mean this is my thoughts i've not everybody but i think everybody can i don't i know that everybody not everybody will because you have to go there and going there is really fucking scary and like shaky and whatever for your first time you know it's like gosh like this feels really weird uncomfortable and like you have to meet yourself at a level of discomfort that you've never met yourself before but I think everybody would benefit actually I don't think I know I know everybody would benefit that's something I don't know very many things for certain in life like I wouldn't say I am certain about this unless I knew for a fact you know and like it's pretty rare that I'm ever like this I know you know but like I know that if people were willing to go there in like themselves and like meet themselves in a way that they've never met themselves before and like meet spirit, meet God, meet what created them. How could that not make you better? How could it not make you better to be understood and fully loved? I don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit from that. Being loved is like, it's the pinnacle of existing. Like even for animals, even for dogs, you know what I mean? It's like being loved is like, there's nothing better. Like a dog, like, I don't know. I just think of like simpler beings, you know what I mean? And like dogs aren't like that simple. They're like, you know, they've got emotion and they've got really cool nuances about them, but it's like, they even know that love is the pinnacle of life and like being loved, you know? And I feel like, I don't know. How are you fully loved if you're not fully known? So being fully known that creates opportunity to be fully loved. Yeah. And I do think that, um, being fully known, it's a different experience for a lot of different people. People are so wildly different. They have so much intricacies to them. They have so many, there's so much that makes us unique, each one of us. And so I, a lot of the times when I explore this, I'm exploring whether, Something I'm experiencing is unique to me and people like me and or um, whether I'm experiencing something that's a depth to who I am and other people will will experience a depth to like who they are, right? Yeah. And, um, And I have noticed that people are very different and what feels like true, authentic, deep, beautiful, wild, inarticulable inarticulable love to me is a different way than someone else would articulate something that feels absolutely beautiful to them totally and so that's been an interesting journey like learning other people and what makes them feel feel the thing that I'm feeling but in a different way that's interesting to me and um for me and I think you probably resonate with this too and um, anyone who probably even listens to us, because there's probably not very many people who are listening to this podcast, obviously they either relate to you or I and are, bo- and are both to, like, a certain level. Like, for me, I feel a resonance with, like, the ocean. 
And, like, to me, the ocean has so much intricacy, depth, mystery, and intrigue to it. And in so many different ways. So, like, the ocean has, like, there is a surface level to the ocean that has so much beauty to it. Like, mm. like if you're a scuba diver, scuba diver, like, there's not much that beautiful beyond 30-ish feet. Like, you can find pretty much every, like, like uh, conventionally beautiful thing around 30-ish feet, right? Yeah. You go deeper than 30 feet, and, I mean, it's pretty endless. Like, the ocean's pretty endless on how deep you can go. And so the deeper you go, you don't always get the beautiful, bright coral or all this different wildlife or all this stuff. What you get is you get stuff that nobody else sees. And for me, that's pretty wild and, like, just mysteriously interesting in a way that embodies love to me. Um, That is a lot – like, that is how I translate love in a lot of ways for, like, lack of better language. Like, I – love seeing the stuff that a lot of people are not willing to go to the depth of yeah to 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 witness wow and regard like it may not be quite as colorful it may not be quite as palatable to most people to the general public you you show a lot of stuff in the deep deep not a lot of people are going to think it's that pretty but like to me it's like but I got to go down there. I got to see the stuff that nobody else sees. And maybe it's ugly to you, but man, I got to witness something that was like just absolutely beyond. And for me, that is like the resonance of like, uh, if I was to like sort of like try to put my like core into language as much as I possibly can, it would be around, it would be something like that. It would be the fact that, like, I got to touch things that most people were, like, unwilling to touch. Or, like, there was just this love slash mystery. Because, like, who do you show the weirdest part of yourself to? The person you love the most, right? Right. Like, and most people are not going to, like, the general public is not going to think the weirdest part of yourself is, like, 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 funny or lovable or cool or whatever but like you meet your soulmate you meet your you meet your twin flame you meet your whatever you want to call it they're gonna think the weirdest like weirdest part of yourself is like the stuff like they're gonna think that's the stuff like the stuff that nobody else gets like that's the stuff to them Hmm. and you ever love anyone that much you'll get that or you ever love that much you'll get that like the weirdest part of you is the stuff the weirdest part of them is the stuff you know and for me that's how I that's how I translate the mystical realm that's how I translate God that's how I translate Mm. Jesus love that's how I translate all of those things is like I want the stuff that no that nobody else really gets to see and I think in some ways the people that want that get that, you know? They get the stuff that nobody else gets to see because they have a craving, fascina- fascination, and, like, love. 
for it. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like you want the stuff that no one else wants. And there's a really beautiful aspect to that. And I feel the same way where it's like, show me. Like, that's part of the reason why, like, therapy intrigues me so much in psychology. It's like, I want to see it. Like, show me. Like, I really feel like I've never been, like, like someone could show me, like, the worst, you know, the worst, worst, worst. And there is such a beauty about that. No matter how bad their worst is. It's like, the fact that you went down there is beautiful. And that's why I, I really stand by that. I know for a fact that if everyone would just be willing to meet themselves and go on their own journey. And that's the thing. I think you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it when you said everybody's going to find something different when they go down there. It's never going to look the exact same. It's never going to be like, oh, I found this. Oh, me. like sometimes you're going to say, oh, I found this too. I saw this too. But you're never going to have an identical experience because we're all, so, we're all unique, completely unique individual creatures that are going to see things completely differently. And like, you know, it's like looking at the moon from opposite opposite sides of whatever the city it's like you know you still see it but you see it in a different way you see a different landscape behind it or under it or whatever you want to call it and there's such beauty to that and I love that and I feel like those are my people like you know those are my people I'm like I want to know that I want to see that stuff I want to find beauty in it together you know like that's real community and that's those are the people who have met themselves I right. met themselves and who have gone to the depths and they're like, I found this down there. It was actually really scary. Let me tell you about it. This was really right. And I actually still have this with me. Do you want to see it? Right. I don't it to anyone before. I, I'm a little afraid. Whatever. I'm afraid of it. I'd be like, okay, let's see it. Let's look at it. We can figure this out. You know what I mean? It's like, there's such beauty in that. And I feel like you can only have that genuine mindset toward it though like really genuinely feel those things when you're not afraid anymore and to be not afraid of those things you have to go there by yourself oh my gosh yes I love that you came back to um you have to go there by yourself because you do have to go there by yourself and you have to be brave enough to go there by yourself and um I think a lot of people are not willing to go places by themselves you know they think that like the thing that's most widely appreciated most widely loved most widely accepted is the piece of them that they need to mm, kind of want to use the word extort is <laughs> the piece of them they need to extort um yeah. make bigger amplify and become the biggest piece of who they are and display the most. When in reality, if you actually want to feel known, loved, and like you have a real clan, actually, you actually should probably start communicating the the parts of yourself that you feel the most isolated by. And that is where you're going to find your real clan like clan and that's actually the gift like the gift is not a wide group of people loving you the gift is actually a people loving you because they also get it like they also feel it they also know it they also 
are experiencing in a lot of ways the thing the same things you're experiencing. Wow. And that is community. That's what makes you actually feel held. Not being widely known, not being wide like widely uh accepted and loved. That that doesn't give you a sense of like community that you're actually longing for in the depth of your like soul, you know? Yeah. And um it's interesting because I think that love will propel you into places that are sort of niche. Like what you really, 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 really love will propel you into places that are incredibly niche. Like I don't actually think 100% of the population is is like you, regardless of who you are, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Pretty rare. But you find the minority percent of people who feel the things that you're capable of feeling. Like, you're going to find a community that actually fills that place that feels so empty. You know? Mm. As opposed to everybody thinks you're just the hot shit. You know? Right. And, um... I think that, I don't know, I just, I, like, I've listened to, I, I've, like, listened to different, like, I love podcasts, I'm always listening to podcasts and stuff, but the podcasts that really just, like, really do something are the ones that are just, like, not afraid to just, like, rabbit trail, nosedive, just go all in in something that they have absolutely no, like, idea or assurance that anyone will, like, relate to in any way, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, and those are the ones when I find them, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, those are the ones I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, it's like a fearlessness of being misunderstood. You're not afraid anymore. It's like... You're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, whoever is still standing there at the end of your show, at the end of, you know, whatever. Like, I like to think of, you know, even life like that. Whoever's still standing there after you un you fucking unhinge yourself. You know what I mean? Like, whoever's still there, yeah. those are your people. And that's actually part of the reason why I like to be such a fucking weirdo on my Instagram. I love yeah. to be unhinged and, like, weird and, like, whatever. Because I like to see who's there. I like to see. Right. Who, I like to see who likes to watch me in terms of like not watch me as like a spectacle, but just like keep in touch and like like observe and like connect. I think connect would be a better word even than watch, but just like like people who faithfully watch my stories who have like you know the top five people that are always like oh like or like hearting things or like engaging with me even right. in, like unhinged weirdoness because I'm like I feel safe with you. Yes. Of people who like want to like go there with me or even just at least like be there. You don't even have to go there with me, but like the the fact that you're still standing there after yeah. my weirdo my purposely unhinged weirdo little tirade of like whether it's like crazy weirdo memes or like 
ugly faces that I post on my story or me doing something weird or whatever. It's like, I love, I deeply, deeply love and treasure those people. And I've been like losing people lately, as you know, like you've been there in terms of like this um, season of my life. It's been tough, but it's been really good because it's like the people who want to be in your life will be there. They will be like, no, you're not losing me. No, sorry. Like, I will do whatever it takes to be there in your life because I love you. Because that's how I, like, you know, unless you push me away for however long, then yeah, you can lose me. Like, I guess. But it's like, it's hard to do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you show like an ounce of like care or whatever, it's like, I'm there. You know, you're my person. I chose whatever. But it's like, I don't know. You got to find the people with the same level of oxygen in their tank. You know what I mean? Yeah. got to find the people who are capable of going to those depths in the ocean with you. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody has the same size tank as you. And sometimes you're going to have this massive fucking tank. And sometimes it's going to be really heavy and uncomfortable. And it's going to be, like, actually really tough. Like, it makes life a little bit harder in some ways. Because it makes you feel, like, almost kind of, like, heavy and weird sometimes. But then it's like you get to go to these depths that, like, no one else gets to go to. Yeah. see things that no one else gets to see. And you're like, actually, this is okay. Like, the, the weight that I carry or whatever, the weight of being misunderstood, um, it's worth the depth. And yes. it, it reminds me of something that uh, Mike Maiden says um, at CFT, and I absolutely love it. He's full of maidenisms, where it's, like, these little, like, sayings that he says, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to write that down. It's so good. It's the first time I've done that in a long time. Like, I think ever with church. Like, I just, like, keep things in my notes, <laughs> he said. That's so cute. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and he says this one thing that's, like, you have to reveal it in order to heal it. Like, you have to, like, bring back up to the surface. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you find down there when you're exploring yourself, your little part of the ocean or whatever, like, you have to reveal it in order to heal it. And it's like what you said earlier, you know, like, people who are willing to do that or who, who like, (sighs) who are willing to be vulnerable and unhinged and show what they find and show who they are. And like the authenticity, the deep authenticity of that, those are the people who get healing because they're not afraid anymore because they just put it out there and you got to say it. You got to just like freaking say what's on your mind or else it's, you know, it's not going to get healed. Yeah. And I think there is a, there's an intimacy in uh, what I like to call like unleashing the beast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's an intimacy to that that yeah. I've come to deeply value That's where you're so- not, and in the Christian realm, it looks a lot like not adhering to certain boxes, norms, and what's expected of you and what's expected of like a, like a, a good Christian. I think that's what it looks like in the Christian realm. But what is the part of you that is actually true authentic and real that you kind of know is not widely accepted put that out there what does that yield you know yeah what returns does that yield like what people yeah how many people did you just out right and there i think is where you find a lot of intimacy you know you find people that are like i get that you know (laughs) And, um, like, I think a lot of things, like, for example, I think a lot of things even that you, like, you post on your stories, you know, are probably not things that a lot of, 
a lot of people would widely accept, you know? But what happens is you filter, right? You filter out the people who are just not, they're just not with you on that level. And like, there's actually a beauty to that, you know? And even if the, even if the group is so tiny, 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 small that's left, like that's, at least it's real, you know? How many people can actually say like the people that they like they hang with that they consider tight that they love they're real they're real like they're so real and you've got their back and they've got your back how many people can actually say that right. not very many people can actually say that you know yeah. and but when you have it it's invaluable it's invaluable like for example like you and I like I like I know you have my back if I said the most profane, ridiculous, stupid, dumb, whatever thing I said, I'd know you have my back. Because it it goes beyond oh well I like that or I don't like that. You know, there's just a depth that goes beyond that. Totally. And it's vice versa. Like I've got your back. Like and yeah. And that is the thing I think what people really long for is like not someone who agrees with them or thinks like them who like, you know what I mean? It's someone who just like they just love and like love emanates from them and love like love emanates like there's just like this there's this there's just this deeper love that goes beyond all of the dumbness of life you know and um and I think that it's almost like a it's almost like a beautiful thing to just like what I call like unleash the beast or whatever it's almost like a, a beautiful thing to put that out there and see all right who's who's the real who's the realist out here you know who can I actually feel like a deep resonance with and and they'll emerge they they do they do emerge you know when you when you are authentic and those are the ones you keep those are the ones that you go after those are the ones that you almost don't even give like a choice to leave you because it's like literally it's like no like I love you too much you can literally run away from me and you like yeah you specifically like if you were to ever like run away from me for whatever reason I would probably bother you all the time. I'd be like, okay, well, I love you. So, like, you could block me. Like, yeah, they'll love you. I'm going to see if this text goes through today. Like, you choose people. You really, really choose. And it's this, like, I think that the best way to put it, too, is, like, and this is something I've really come to appreciate during the season of life of losing people, actually. Um, You lose people who don't make you feel safe. And you keep people who make you feel unquestionably safe, unquestionably. Like literally, I don't even have to wonder in like a shadow, like a shadow of that. I literally called you about something bad that I did the other day. Remember like two two weeks ago or something? I was like, okay, so I did something like it wasn't terrible, but it was something kind of bad. And I was like, okay, I did something bad. I need to tell somebody I need to tell you. And I like literally wasn't like a hesitation of like, should I call someone and tell? It's like, I'm calling Aubrey. I'm calling out right yeah. now. I need to tell her. And like I know that it's just like safe and like 
there's also room for honesty. I think like when you have radical safety with someone, you can have radical honesty because you know that that person's not going anywhere. Like literally, like I could tell you the worst thing, like something genuinely bad that I did. What I did wasn't even really that bad in terms of like comparison to things, but like still, like if it was way worse, I'd still tell you because I don't worry. Like I know you're not going anywhere. And yeah, you know, it's just like you choose people. And I think that there's some, there's something to that, like, for me, like, um, a phrase that really means a lot to me is, like, someone's got my back, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, for, like, people that I have their back, and the people, like, I know who has my back, like, when you call me and tell me, like, oh, I did something bad, to me, it doesn't even register the fact that you did something bad. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that registers to me is, like, how can I make you as safe as possible? How can I minimize damage in whatever way? Like, like the whole you did something bad doesn't even, like, occur in my consciousness. Like, it literally skips over my brain. And all I can see is the fact that, like, oh, my, like, my friend might be in trouble. How in any way can I possibly minimize that? You know, like, like, the whole you did something bad, like, it escapes me. You know what I mean? And, like, um, and Beth's the same way, too. Like, Beth, sometimes Beth will remind me of things that she's done. And I'm, like, girl, I literally don't even remember that. Like, you're, like, you feel guilty about that or you don't feel good about that or whatever. I I continually forget that until you continually continually bring it up to me, you know? And I'm just, like, I'm just, like, dude, like, that whole thing of, like, I've got your back is, like, that's what friendship is about to me. That's how I view my friends. That's how, like, like that's how I know I'm loved when someone's got my back. Mm. It is, like, this, like, because, like, uh, like, what's the thing? It's, like, love keeps no record of wrongs. Yes! Right? I was about to say, it's, like. It's not that, like, I forgive you. It's that, like, I don't see it. Like, to me, yeah. you. Your wrongs do not exist because, to me, like, like it's just love. It's just pure love. Like, so your wrongs just don't exist in you. Sorry. Like, There's- you can convince me as much as you can. You can talk about it as much as you want. They will never exist to me. <laughs> I love like, that so much. There's no space for shame. There's no space because shame is based in fear. Fear and love cannot coincide. And when you're in a space of pure love, you cannot physically feel shame. Like, that person doesn't hold those things because, literally, what a perfect picture of divine love, of God. Like, what I think of, like, I love that you thought of that that verse. I thought of um, the verse about sea of forgetfulness. It casts into the sea of forgetfulness. It literally sunk to the bottom of the infinite ocean. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then if I remember, I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I just let it go again. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's it's radical love, and it's very, very, very rare, as I'm coming to find out, like, in terms of adults, um, adult friendships. It's so common when you're a kid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then people grow up, they grow out of that radical love, and it's really sad. But something that actually came to mind while you were talking was just about, like, um, we were talking about, like, being real, and, like, what it, like, means, and, like, all the, you know, just, like, real people, you know, who, like, aren't afraid, and it was a quote from the Velveteen Rabbit. Do you remember that book? A little bit. 
oh my gosh, this, this quote makes me cry. I actually looked it up. Um, and I was thinking, I like, I think I'll read it. Cause it's not like crazy long. It's just like probably two paragraphs. Yeah. Read, read, read it. it. It's just like the most beautiful, pure, innocent way of explaining like how to find, or like how to find those people that are real. I don't know. Okay. So, and I don't know if this is going to flow or not now. It was like kind of earlier, but I was like, I'll just read it. It says, what is real? Asked the rabbit one day when they were lying side by side near the nursery fender before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you in a stick out handle? Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? Asked the rabbit. Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once, like being wound up? He asked, or bit by bit. It doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily or have sharp edges or who have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you are real, oh my goodness, these things don't matter at all because once you are real, oh my goodness, it's not bloating in the bottom. Um, I think it said like, you don't mind being hurt. It's like trying to uh, load it. But anyway, it was just like the most beautiful quote that like hit me as a kid. Like this literally hit me as like an eight year old child. I remember. And I was reminded about it. Um, I was nannying not too long ago, just like for some extra money. And I was like reading this book and I just like started like crying. Like wow. as a book, I was like, this is so stunning. Like what a beautiful way to put it for kids. Like it's like in toy form. Like when you're real, like most of your, you know, your hair has been loved off. You're very shabby, whatever. I just love the way they put it. I just thought it was really stunning. Wow. I really love that. Oh, oh really, what? Keep going. If you're... Oh, sorry. So, um, so the last part was actually important. So it just loaded. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off, your eyes drop out, and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all, because once you are real, you can't be ugly, except to the people who don't understand. Oh, God. I know. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me right now? I know. I can't believe it didn't load that last part. I was like, how anticlimactic. Load! <laughs> No, actually, it's more climactic, like, having this space. Okay, what that, what that is, like, surfacing for me, okay, because when we were talking about, like, what should we talk about with our podcast, you know, if you were to, to, like, do it today, we were, like, maybe dating, this or that, or whatever, and I'm, like, God, I, I don't know if I can get behind the dating thing right now, because I just, I'm, like, I know what love feels like right now. And dating just feels so shallow in comparison mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't actually even want to care. Like, I don't want to spend any time caring about the people who I know don't actually even see me or see you. 
Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to spend any time on that right now? And I'm like, yeah. dang, like, I feel like I might be really jaded if we talked about dating right now. Like, what I actually feel like spending time on is, like, the people that I know, like, have cultivated depth in themselves and, like, people that I value and trust and have shown me a love even in like friendship that like sort of astonishes me in ways you know like platonic love can really astonish you in ways because Mm. platonic love in a lot of ways doesn't always expect a lot from you maybe that other love does And the fact that, like, platonic love, like, for me, a lot of my platonic love has been there for 10 plus years, sometimes much longer, even, you know, and that's the love I want to celebrate right now. Wow. Like, that's just the season that I'm in. I'm just like, I want to celebrate the love that's fucking been there through thick and thin, who's loved me through every weird awkward stupid dumb awesome even like beautiful seasons sometimes it's the hardest to love in beautiful seasons like sometimes it's the hardest to celebrate people when they're doing better than you or seemingly so like Mm. that's the love I want to celebrate right now so like that's why I was like oh gosh I think I might struggle with dating because I'm just like damn like the once you are real thing, like, in your poem, like, like, once you are real, like, once someone really sees you, like, they've, they've been around for a while, you know, and they still choose to stick around, like, that's the love I want to celebrate, that's the love I want to talk about, like, that's the love that I'm, like, that's the good stuff, like, that's, that is, the only thing worth celebrating like what you know and yeah and not you know not to not because like you know there's a time and season for everything dating and new love and new all that stuff there's a time and a place but like good god like for fuck's sake I've had people in my life who've who've been there for me who have loved me through seasons of me not even really contacting them very much at all like or whatever it is you feel like your big weakness is like for me like it's like I don't feel like I I'm not that really good at staying in contact like on a consistent basis and for me like I have people in my life that I know it doesn't matter like I know it just doesn't matter how often I call them like I know we're there for each other and like that's that's the love I feel like celebrating right now. Like, mm. like, I just, I just, like, sometimes you have to hand it to the people who've just been there, you know? <laughs> sometimes uh, those are the people who deserve the applause, you know? And the infatuation and the romanticism and all the stuff you sometimes give to people you barely know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How beautifully said. That almost made me tear up, honestly. Just, like, the resonance that... I felt from that because it's so powerful to be loved with absolutely nothing expected in return. Like that's just like 
I think that's why, and you know, there's that quote, I think I posted it on Instagram, like on an actual um, post in like a series that I had made of like words that mattered to me like a couple months ago. And it was like my platonic friendships, my friendships with my women have set the bar so ungodly high for dating, for romantic relationships, because the level of care and love and genuine just like affection that I feel and like safety and like just all the things that you could dream of in a romantic relationship I have already gotten like I've already gotten like those needs fulfilled in my friendships and it's like why would I settle for a romantic relationship where that is not present when I know what it's like like once you taste it it's kind of like the prophetic it's like there's a spiritual realm once you taste it you're like where was this oh my god like what how was I okay before this like how was I like surviving before this, I, before I tasted this, you know, and it almost minimizes anything that's not, and you know, like everybody's different. Obviously everybody has things to offer you, but it's the level of depth and safety. That's the most special thing that like you could ever fathom. And it's not something that you can like, you can't manufacture it like automatically or like instantly or whatever. And that's why I'm always skeptical of people who like claim to have all these feelings for me. Like right off the bat and things like that. I'm like, prove it, <laughs> prove it with right. your, whatever. I'm like, no, cause you don't know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, it's, the, it is a little bit of that fear too, of like, well, if you really knew me, you might not feel this way. So slow yeah. your damn roll and invest in me first and see if you still feel that right. way in three months, six months, three years. You know what I mean? Like, see if you can handle me. You don't even know me. You've never, yeah. you know, it's like you haven't you haven't gone diving with me right. you know what I mean if I take you diving with me a couple times then you can tell me how you feel about me because my friends my people have been diving with me yeah it's like it, yeah and for me it's like I feel like the highest form of love is actually proven to be friendship like because friendship is the kind of love that chooses you beyond when you're chosen back you know yeah and like friendship is like oh no I love you not for what you can give to me like give to me but I love you because of who you are yeah like to me that's friendship and you don't like you just do not encounter that in like romantic relationships very often yeah a lot of times it's like oh well like I'm gonna give you a little bit see how much you give me back and like transactional you know yeah and it's like well okay oh you took a little bit of time to respond so I'm gonna take a little bit of time to respond too and it's like it's just this to me it's become a really sick form of love yeah and it's kind of gross and transactional and it's actually like amplified in contrast how beautiful friendship is which is like oh, no, I'm going to love, 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 love you. And that's just because I love you. <laughs> you know, like, that's how my friendships are. Like, the one, the people that I care, value, and trust, that's who they are. They are people who love, 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 love. Like, you. Like, people who love, 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 love. And why? Because, like, I just believe that you just, you just care and love and that's just who you are. 
It has nothing to do with how much I transactionally give to you. Right. No. Or yeah. how it like it just has nothing to do with that. And like that is something I've come to truly value. And honestly, to be complete like we're gonna we're gonna go low on time and I'm I might be getting into a rabbit hole, but like honestly, I feel like actually that's the kind of love I've given to my romantic par- partners. And that's a love that I've never felt reciprocated from my romantic partners. I feel that. Yeah. Is like, oh no, I've loved you. I loved you regardless of you treating me like absolute shit. You know? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I've loved you regardless of people thinking you were absolute shit. And holy hell, I've actually never experienced that reciprocated. <laughs> You know, is that a superpower women are only capable of? Those are only those are things that I do question. Yeah. But um I'm like at this point I'm like no, you know what? I'm not going to give this superhero love to people who are just not truly like experiencing love the way that I know love to be. Yeah. Like there's no investment. Like it's like, it's like the most hurtful, devastating thing in the world to like give someone all of your, like just even like your emotional energy and your time and like your investment. Like when you invest in someone and you're just like, I, I I don't know, going back to what you were saying about like, you know, why, you know, I know that you would never leave me. I know that like, you know, like speaking about specifically our friendship, like I know that like, I am just like, safe with you I know that like it's just it's not even a question I don't question it why I don't know I I think it goes back to that yeah like the holy spirit prophetic it's like when you reach like in like a spiritual way even with friends you know spiritual realm beliefs whatever same thing like that you can't put it into words it's something so beautiful and cultivated and old it's something so old it's old ancient it's old and ancient isn't it that form of love is ancient and it's not it's something ancient. very often. And so therefore it's not something you can really put into words. You can put it into a fuck ton of words and maybe kind of grasp it, but it's not something that can be content, like condensed down or else you just absolutely minimize it. And honestly, I've never felt it back either. And that's something that I actually like, and I know we're like running on time. I will be the, I will be quick, but I actually started like breaking down crying in my kitchen like this last week and I'm not like a super emotional person but I've been on like an emotional journey lately and I've been trying to make myself like let myself feel things and I was listening to a voice memo from a friend and she was just like talking about a situation that she was in she's like you know I just invested so much and like he just didn't he didn't give it back he didn't care whatever and I just like broke down like sobbing in my kitchen literally like couldn't even like stand up And I, it just hit me because I was like, and all I could say out loud was, I just want what I give. I just want what I give. Like I literally, and I'm not saying I'm some kind of whatever, like I don't do it perfectly, but like, I do really, really like love people. And you know, like my ex even, it's like, yeah, like I loved him even when he like left, you know what I mean? It's like, I still loved you. I gave you a shot, whatever. You treated me like ass. Like you're an abusive asshole and you, I, I still loved you and I still spoke well of you until the day I decided I was gone. And then after that, you're done. Like 
you're done. But it's so disappointing. <laughs> you know, it's like sad when you never experience yeah. like gosh, like it just hits your soul, like the realization of never having it returned other than, you know, friendships. Like I feel that in my friendships, but I've never known it romantically either. And I don't know, maybe it is this depth of love that women are capable of because of our maternal whatever, but it's hard to say. I have no idea. I think we'll find it. I think it's out there, but it's, I don't know where the hell it is. It's in the ocean. Somebody's got to go. <laughs> it's in the ocean. It's in the ocean. I don't know. I don't know where it is. All right. Well, it, we're at 56 minutes, 23 seconds. Yeah. You've got one last thing to say. To your 17-year-old self, Ooh. maybe your 17-year-old daughter, or your 17-year-old sister, or someone that you really love. Oh, gosh. Okay. I want to hear 17, your- you. You're 17. You got, you got, like, barely any time left. What are you going to tell them from all of this? They just listened to all of our shenanigans. What are you going to tell them now? Shit. Okay. Well, don't settle for someone with a smaller scuba tank. I, like I don't know, something simple I don't know just don't don't settle find your people be a fucking weirdo this is your permission to unhinge full permission to unhinge whoever you are even if you're my daughter that's fine you can do that I will love you anyway you know I'll love you anyway I love it what would you say okay um I'm gonna choose 17 year old me 17 year old me we're we're at dinner together we're at coffee together we're having, a hard, we're having like a heart to heart. You li- just listened to my completely unhinged podcast for the last two hours. I apologize. <laughs> here we are. We're 27, and we're 10 years older than you. And here's what I have to say. Let me let me let me gather. Here's what I have to say to my 17 year old self. Um, I want to tell you that. I love you. I think that you are a truly incredible human being. And even at 17, you cultivated things in yourself that I don't think that a lot of people have even at your age cultivated. So well done. I congratulate you. Um, Don't feel like you have to figure it all out. Don't feel like uh, you have to be jaded, even at the point that I'm even jaded. If you feel more hope than I feel at this point in my life, I encourage you to go for it. And uh, I what do I want to tell you? Sometimes I feel like maybe you have something to tell me. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like maybe you got a little more hope than I do that I should maybe listen to. Um, seventeen-year-old Aubrey, is she in call? Seventeen? Are you in high school? You're you're in high school at seventeen, right? Yeah, just about to finish high school. Oh, okay. So you, I've got one minute left. Less than a minute. You're just about to finish high school. What am I telling you? I'm telling you, fuck. Like, fuck yeah. You fucking did it. Like, you <laughs> fucking did it. I'm so proud of you. I've got no advice. You fucking did it. You finished high school. High school's a bitch. Middle school was even worse of a bitch. Like, fuck yes. Like, permission. you permission slip. Permission slip, you write on the permission slip. That's all I'm handing. I'll, okay, here's what I got. Here's a permission slip. I'm signing it. You write whatever you want. 
That's all Hell I got. Yeah. I've got no advice. I've got no advice. Just a permission slip. That's Boom. all I got for you. Boom. And we got 15 seconds left. The end. And, uh, and that's the end of that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Permission to say fuck. Permission to be who you are. Permission. 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 The end. Woo!